Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You things happened in the last few minutes during that commercial break? Yeah. I tweeted out that Ron Rivera and Aaron Rodgers are playing in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Mm-hmm. People understand there's like 120 people playing in it. It's entirely possible they don't play together. (laughs) I got some funny responses, some good responses, whatever. My guy Justin from Richmond said, so is Darius Rucker. Yep. Uh, My guy Marky and Harluke said, it's more likely Rivera's trying to sign Hootie and the Blowfish to play Harvest Feast. (laughs) Um, Sam Smith said, glad Rivera's finding out this early that Rodgers isn't interested. My guy Tay Wilson says, two Cal Bears. Folks could say what they want, but we'd be instant contenders. Fact Gerard says, and Alex Smith is playing too, and he could tell him not to come to D.C. <laughs> A lot going on. And I just saw this tweet, which maybe he already deleted. Uh, we'll wait a second on that. Pete Haley joins us now via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Check, make sure you check out. BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Uh, Peter, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hello, JP. Welcome back to the radio. And hello, Brian Mitchell. Good to hear from you. What up, Peter? How you doing, sir? Um, Pete, oh, I'm grand. We've been asking this question for fans. We've gotten a lot of calls about it. Considering the success of the Eagles in the last five, six years to go to two Super Bowls with two different head coaches and two different quarterbacks, none of whom were the first plan the Eagles made at quarterback. That ended up being Carson Wentz, who ended up here, and he's about to get cut. Um, Considering the success of the Eagles, how do you measure that against the lack of success for the Commanders? Oh, it's it's very uh, enlightening or or, uh, unfavorable to the Commanders. I guess it, it highlights their struggles to get things right, and the Eagles are superior in just about every way. They found a head coach who is creative and ballsy and able to adjust to his personnel, where Ron Rivera maybe is a little more conservative and a little more stuck in his ways. They found a quarterback who they developed and who they scouted well and who they trusted uh, instead of having to trade around for veterans or scrounge around in the free agent pool. And then they, I think an underrated part of this is their front office then felt like, even though Jalen Hurts was a bit of a mystery, they made aggressive moves and felt, like they should surround him with just all this talent and getting A.J. Brown and signing James Bradbury. So the Eagles have basically conducted a master class in how to stay relevant in the NFL despite a couple of regime changes and quarterback changes, which is very difficult. And whatever the opposite of master class is, is what the commanders have taught. The commanders have tried basically everything and nothing's worked. 
Eagles have tried a ton of things, and it's worked now twice in just five or six seasons. And I think we've seen this happen prior to the Eagles where other teams went from worst to first and different things like that. But when it comes that close in your division, that makes you really, really pay attention and start understanding that we've been sold a bill of goods. And that's, that's the problem with me is if you don't say something to me, I can't expect you to do it. But once you tell me something, I expect you to at least get close to it. So everything I, I'm, I judge this team and coaches on is what they've said. And I was told in year three we were going to do some, some great stuff. In year three we looked as confused as we did in year one. Right, and and it's not just the Eagles. The Giants look like they could there be the next go. team to vault up in that direction where they keep Daniel Jones and they give him a better receiving core and they round out that defensive line that tortured the commanders this season. Then, boom, they're now not just next to the commanders in the division, but they're uh, vaulting ahead and then a couple steps ahead in their rebuild. And the Cowboys, while they frustrate Dallas fans, commanders fans would kill for the success that Mike McCarthy's had in his first two years in this, on the sidelines and winning 12 games in a row. Maybe, I guess he got here the same year as Rivera did, but in the past two seasons, he's gone 12 wins back-to-back. So, uh, yeah, it appears there's some distancing going on, and the commanders are the ones being distanced from. But the only uh, caveat in that, I guess, and the only thing commanders fans can really look forward to is that the NFC East never has a repeat winner. It's been almost 20 years since one has happened, so it is a division where parity is abound, but... Uh, that parity never really seems to reach the commanders. It's just more so it affects the teams around them while they mostly just remain in neutral or even worse than that. Well, and you're correct, I mean, about the NFC East parity and no repeat winners. But the Eagles, I mean, they were a wild card team last year. They obviously popped more than people expected, but it's not like the Giants story kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. I still think the Eagles won maybe 10 games last year. Dallas did what we expect. They went 9-8. They eight. were going to be good in the regular season right. losing playoffs. Right, exactly. I'm um, talking with our friend Pete Haley from NBC Sports Washington, the Washington Football Talk podcast. Um, so l- let's talk about what, if anything, you think a jump could happen this season. Like, like what are the odds they turn stuff together here? Like that Howell emerges or, or that there is a step up? Or do you just think it's all just in limbo, a new owner's coming, and nothing really is going to happen? It's more likely the latter, but it's not like it's completely hopeless. And and I guess one good thing is that the issues of this team are pretty well known. Let's assume they roll with Hal or somebody of equal talent or equal upside or or just, you know, Jacoby Brissett, that type of player. I don't think they're going to find a measurable, clear upgrade at quarterback. But if you surround that guy with really good offensive linemen and this team can do that via the draft and in free agency, they haven't really spent huge dollars on alignment in a long time, and I think that's something that would be wise. Maybe you go get a left tackle or a left guard in free agency, and then you turn around and draft another guy in the first or second round, and all of a sudden your line is really upgraded, and that lessens the burden on the quarterback. I think that could be worth a win right there. And then on the defensive end, get another corner, get someone to pair with Jamin Davis, and hopefully your franchise tag Deron Payne, keep that defense intact, then that could be a difference, too, right there, and that's two wins, hopefully. Now, of course, we say this every year, and the team stays in the 7-9 to nine win range, if that. Um, so it's not like it's as easy as it is to just say it on the radio and then have a boom go and happen in September. But, like, this team, and, and here's another thing that we say all the time, which I'm sure is frustrating fans, but, like, this team won eight games with an awful quarterback situation, and they won seven games the year before with an awful quarterback situation in COVID. So there is a core here that can do 
positive things on football field and with an offensive line and maybe a bit of a surprise contribution from Sam Howell and, and a little bit better luck in a game where they tied and maybe that goes into the victory column, then this could be a team that gets to 10 wins. But I don't think it's going to be an Eagles-like jump where they're all of a sudden contending. I think that that cap is limited, and that's because of the specter of the ownership change and maybe a, a, a limited pool of offensive coordinator candidates, and you're not able to attract an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady if things were more clear up top. So uh, it's going to be not necessarily a jump, maybe just a, a hearty skip forward. The question I ask, though, and you say Aaron Rodgers, like I understand that, Tom Brady, though, Tom's going to be 46. When do people think he gonna, he's going to eventually start going on that other side? And I think if you go with a Tom Brady, you don't get it that first year. You're not looking at another two, three years with Tom Brady. So I would say move on from that. You're you're basically correct there, I would say. I mean, Tom definitely showed some glimpses of finally losing the battle of the father time this year. I mean, his raw stats are pretty impressive, but that's because he had to throw over and he over again. His, However, he, has, he threw one of the highest two passing efforts in the history last year. Yeah. You know, well, I, you could, 66 attempts in the in the wild card game. <laughs> well, you could, yeah, that's that's absurd, and that's not how Tom Brady's going to win anymore. That's not how anyone aside from Mahomes or Allen's really going to win. But you could counter, and I don't think this is really totally worth talking about, but it's fun to talk about because I don't think Brady would ever come here. Um, but you could counter with Brian Robinson and Gibson could be very nice cushions for him to lean against in the run game, and then he's got three good receivers. But, yes, I think all these big names that we've gotten stuck talking about for the past couple seasons – are just completely unrealistic because this is such an unstable franchise. Most of the time, when you show up here, you leave with a worse reputation. Brian, you're one of the few who got out of Washington and kept your reputation intact and and went on to do incredible things in future stops, but that doesn't really happen here. And for Tom Brady, who's looking to cap to, to end his career on a high note, I think there's roughly 15 or 20 places he'd be better served doing that than Washington. Same with Rodgers. Same with like a Derek Carr. So that's why it's leaning, or at least I'm leaning towards it being Howell and a meh pairing. And then you just try and really make it like the Niners where things around them are so good, the quarterback can be minimized to an extent. Yeah, I don't think any of the Rodgers, Brady, Lamar, any of that stuff's happening here. And I get the same crazy text messages about Tom Brady wants to play for Jeff Bezos and all that stuff. I, I, I'll believe it when I see it. Yep. I hope everybody enjoys the peyote. Um you said something, though, that I, I'm not sure I do agree with, Pete. I'm um, talking with our friend Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington, about spending some big money on the O-line and trying to rebuild that way. Now, could guys get released? Sure. There's there's always people that emerge. But, I mean, I don't know that generally the offensive linemen that get really paid are, are usually a third contract because good ones get re-signed early and then don't hit free agency until they're about 30 and mm-hmm. not to say that you can't play at 30 but it, like just just looking at now this is a quick glance right this is over the cap at pending offensive line free agents and, and they're listing them out in terms of salary and there's obviously other ways you'd want to look at this like a dude like Garrett Bradbury at center I, I would be intrigued by who's going to be an unrestricted free agent and has played on good teams um but if you look at what they list as the top ten available free agents, Wes Schweitzer is tenth. Like, and, and <laughs> if, if, if you look at the talent that, if you look at the players that are on here, only two of them are under thirty, and that's a twenty-nine and a twenty-seven year old. Now, offensive lineman, I don't care about thirty. 
I, I agree with you, but I don't want to be throwing major cash at people on a third contract. But, As a general rule. Now, if, there are, if, there are if exceptions to that. If you got an offensive lineman who's, who's played a solid two contracts, didn't, wasn't injured and things of that nature, that guy's going to fit like that. Offensive linemen are a little different. Like I, I, you see, they know how to handle their so bodies. many of them play beyond thirty, right? And I think I don't have a problem if they were to go get somebody like that. I'd rather them go get a a a, a, a very good aging offensive lineman than a guy who's young who stays hurt all the damn time. Like, would you want? And this will cost a lot of money. But uh, the the big boy Zeus Brown that was with the Ravens went to the Chiefs. He's headed for unrestricted free agency. That you're talking about probably the he, premier he, tackle he, available. Yeah, he is. Like, would you want to spend that kind of money? He seems, but listen, man, if he was more healthy throughout his career, yes. B, he, he hasn't missed a game in four seasons. In the last four now? Because in the last games where he's not, he's on the sideline. Big old boy. Based on, yeah, I mean, based on that list, JP, you're right. Like, throwing major he's money. started 16, 16. He missed one last year and, and I'll give him the money. That's a lot of cash. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing about it. Like, I mean, we, we got to understand. If you're going to get a legitimate quarterback, you got to spend legitimate money on the offensive line. We like we watch other teams do it, but we in this in this town, we want everything without spending the money that other people spend. So let's just say that you you'd be paying him probably more, but at least based on the tag, you're talking 19 mil. Okay, but if you do that, you're not, you, you're probably not keeping paying. You're not gonna. You can't keep everybody. That's why they drafted right. for Darian Mathis. They were planning to let Payne go anyway. So let's not let's not act like the team had not put in the motion that they were gonna let him go. I, dude, I've been so saying it for years. If year. they were getting ready to let him go, then why the hell are we worried about them keeping him? I mean, if you you got a second round pick who's gonna be a run stopper. That's what you feel. If that kid can step in and play and be out here the year, he should fill in. Other teams let guys go all the time and fill somebody in and keep moving. We got to get to that Based point. On- Based on Payne or Brown and that toss-up, I'd probably go with Brown. Like, the D-line is pretty well stocked. You have Mathis. You can maybe try and find a Tim Settle-like, even though you had Tim Settle. You could try and find a guy like that be your third or fourth tackle pretty cheaply. But we know how crucial this offensive line was. And maybe it's not throwing money at one guy like Orlando Brown, but maybe you tie that salary into two or three quality guys and not Trey Turner's and Andrew Norwell's, but a step or two above them, not like a Wes Schweitzer, but a quality veteran who's 29, 30, 31, you sign him to a three-year deal, and boom, he's, he's there, and you can count on him to play 15 or 16 games. I think this team has gotten so uh, you know bargain-heavy on all on the offensive line, whether it's through the draft of Sadiq Charles and a Chris Paul fourth and seventh-round picks or 32-year-olds from Carolina. Like This is a place where you need to start uh, going after players who are established, and if it comes with a heavy price tag, so be it, because – so often under Rivera, this team leaves free agency with like all this extra room that they didn't spend it on, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, what what are we sitting on this money for when we're not getting any value? So I'm, I would be okay with Rivera really, you know, opening up the pocketbook for some blockers because then I can sustain the offense. We'll see if that happens. Um, kind of to B's point about guys that play a lot of snaps, I, I, that's where I'd be interested. You've, you've got to address center. Um, there are three free agents centers now. Connor McGovern plays all over the place from the Jets. Um, Sam Mustafer played for the Bears, played 99% of their snaps. It's going to cost you next to nothing. Um, you, you look at Jake Brendel was the Niners center. They ran the hell out of the football. Like, that, that, to me, is something you have to address. And, and I would want a veteran there that has a track record of playing, maybe more so than a draft pick, and maybe you draft a tackle because that's a higher value. Um, 
Pete, well, let me ask you. Sadly, this kind of dovetails into golf. Um, there isn't an offensive coordinator yet. Do you care? What do you think the holdup is about? Is it about Eric Bieniemy? And and do you care in turn that Ron's playing golf this week in the pro am? I think the Eric Bieniemy thing. I, I Ian Rappaport, the way he phrased it is like the Commanders haven't hired an offensive coordinator, and the one reason why is because they're waiting on Bieniemy. I think that's basically how his tweet was framed. And we know that Rivera and Rappaport are pretty close. Yeah. I think that was Rappaport doing Rivera a solid and pretending like, oh, no, no, it's not because of the ownership and because there's no real quarterback and because this whole staff might be blown out in a year that they haven't found the coordinator. The one reason is because they're waiting to talk to Eric Bieniemy. They have this all figured out. And that, to me, is disheartening. I think this is – I don't care that it's taking so long – because, you know, this thing needs to take time. But I do, I am worried that it's taking so long in, you know, the way that they aren't impressed with any of their candidates. And now they're just hoping that the enemy can be their life raft. So I don't care that Ron's out in Pebble Beach playing golf. He can talk to guys on the phone over Zoom before or after he plays. And uh, I love playing golf. I would certainly play at Pebble Beach any chance I could. But I am a bit, you know, stressed out that Ron is hoping this the enemy thing can keep fans afloat and distract them, and then he can say, oh, we tried to talk to him, we interviewed him, but he chose the Ravens. Here's Ken Zampezi, everybody. All right, talk to you in March and April when we do our press conferences. <laughs> that is what's more disturbing to me than Ron picking up his driver and trying to you know, shoot a 75 or 80 out in the West Coast. So yeah. you think Eric Bieniemy would turn down the job and then eventually they just turn to Shermer or Zampezi or something? Yeah, I think... You know, looking at it from Bienemy's perspective, I do think he wants to get out of there so he can call his own plays, run his own show. It's it's a lateral move in title, but a bit of an uptick in responsibility. But I just don't know why this would be the job that he puts his reputation on the line for. Uh, you know, as soon as he comes out of that Andy Reid umbrella, he's going to be very scrutinized, and his offensive successes or failures are going to be uh, used as the basis for him to get a head coaching job or not. And I think going to the Ravens or, or trying somewhere else would be a smarter move for him. Now I think he might take Rivera's call because Ron and Andy Reid are tight and, you know, he wants to hear him out. And sure, there's some pieces here that are exciting, but ultimately I don't think it would make sense. I think it would be better for him to stay in Kansas City. And again, I think Ron knows how fans view Eric Bieniemy both here and just around the league. And it, he's using his name almost as a bargaining chip to eventually uh, set up what's going to be a more unmotivating hire and at least, you know, be like, oh, we tried with the Kansas City guy that everybody loves, but in the end, we couldn't get him. So, uh, you know, take Shermer and Zampezi and let's yeah. move on. Pick, and pick and hopefully, you guys aren't too pissed. Hey, yeah. we tried for Russ Wilson. He wouldn't come. Here's Carson Wentz. <laughs> I think like it's a, the offensive What's coordinator. What's that saying? They say when that. you go to Vegas and you say scared money don't make no money? Correct. That's what I feel about us not wanting to spend it Pete, on players. Thank you for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Of course, fellas. Talk to you next week. All right, All right. Peter. That's Pete Haley, NBC Sports Washington. Uh, I want to dig into the enemy stuff a little more thorough. Don't go anywhere. It is B. Mitchell Finley. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 